Well, Pete, uh, I know you're not looking forward to reviewing this Star Wars show, Pete. And so I want to thank you, Pete, for um, agreeing to do it anyways. Uh, Pete has left the building. Please leave a message at the sound of the tone. Who who am I talking to? Who am I speaking with? Carl. Yes, that's right. I remember now. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. I'm Brady. That's Carl. Uh, And as we sort of alluded to in the, I mean, it wasn't so much an illusion, alluding. Help me out. How would you say that? Uh, Tip the hat. Yeah. Showed your hand. We weren't really beating around the bush. We made a pretty clear public announcement. Um we are not changing, but adding to the Movie Men podcast. Um, so the weekly episodes with Carl and I uh, reviewing movies and um, currently episodes of The Rings of Power, that won't change. That's, that's, that's not going away. Um, oh, I'm going to get to wh- do that too? Well, maybe. I mean, you, you're going to you do Black Adam name. with you it. You basically, you basically, you and me. You meant well, you and Pete. You and I are going to do, I mean, you'll definitely be in on all of the MCU episodes because, you know. Yeah, but you and Pete are doing Rings of Power. Pete and I are doing Rings of Power, yes. yeah. <laughs> what did <laughs> I you say? You said you and Carl. Say like oh. Carl and I. <laughs> <sighs> it's Monday. <laughs> Mondays. Yeah. Um, Carl and I are going to do um, some television reviews, um, specifically MCU shows, Star Wars shows, um, basically comic book nerdy shows um, that him and I would both regularly be watching anyways. What? Everything Pete doesn't want to do. Basically, yeah. You know, when I, after six months, I'm still trying to get him to watch like Hawkeye or something. I'm like, come on, yeah, yeah. just come on, he's, man. He's a prime example of uh, my analysis of where the MCU's at in the Doctor Strange episodes that we did. exactly exactly. If you're not if you're not watching it, you can't. You can still enjoy it, but you're definitely missing out on the full experience. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we're going to do that, which will sometimes mean an extra episode a week. Um, if they're running a star Wars and a MCU show at the same time, it could mean two extra episodes a week. Um, and if we're in a a dry spell, then, uh, Carl and I will just have to have to have cuddle time with the little plush figures that we've made of each other because, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be missing each other otherwise. Um, so we're kicking things off with Andor. Um, the newest Star Wars show. Uh, it's sort of a prequel to a prequel. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Five I'm, years before a prequel. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this. Um, you and I have not, we've not conferred. We don't have, we've mm. not cross-examined each other's notes. Um, yep. So I have no idea what this We didn't do a watch party. We didn't do a watch party. I don't know what you think of this show and you don't know what I think of this show. Um I do want to preface this by saying, historically, I have, it's not that I'm not a fan of the live action Star Wars shows. Like, I don't dislike, like, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I don't. Um, 
I certainly like it more than Book of Boba Fett. But yeah, I also just don't really care. Like, like Mandalorian is not hitting a Star Wars sweet spot for me. It's not scratching mm. an itch or a mm. an era or a um, a subject matter that I that I really care about that really fascinates me about right. Star Wars. And so. Yeah. yeah, the live I think action. We differ sh- there. Yeah, yeah, the live <laughs> action shows have sort of been a miss for me in a lot of ways. Because for me, Star Wars, and this is like I, I get it. This maybe makes me like a Star Wars simpleton, but whatever. I all film and television stuff is subjective, and that's what makes it so great. I, I, when I'm watching Star Wars, I want to see Sith. I want to mm. see the force. I want to see the light side and the dark side and sort of that ancient struggle, that balance between the two. Um, and I like that the way that the rebels and the empire play into that. But right. when we're simply dealing with re- rebellion and imperial troops and stuff like that, um, or more specifically bounty hunters, I'm just like, ah. mm. I got, it's just missing something for me. You know, right? So, Andor is the pre kind of a a prequel to Rogue One. So let's like, with you saying that, why don't we kind of like, where 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 what was your feelings on Rogue One? Because Rogue One was missing a lot of what you were just saying. Rogue One, I enjoyed because. Rogue One, I ultimately enjoyed. I mean, th- there's certainly moments where I think Rogue One is a little slow and it kind of drags. And that, for me, is going to be like the Saul Guerrero stuff and and stuff like that. Because, again, to me, that's just so far detached from, from you know, what I, what I know. But there was like... Rogue One had enough like Vader's in there. We get the, the most, up until that point, the most badass Vader moment with the hallway mm-hmm. scene. Like, yeah, right there at was the very an, end, though. Yeah, there was enough. You wait the whole show, uh, movie for it. Yeah, but there was enough there that, like, it was also so heavily focused on the Empire that, like, we see stormtroopers in The Mandalorian, but not a lot. Yeah. Right. Like, we're reminded that they're there and there's the Empire and stuff like that. Rogue One was very Stormtrooper, X-Wing, everything else heavy. Like, in a lot of ways, it just felt very much like A New Hope. And so I think that helped. But at the same time, like, the first thing that I've, I've written down on my notes here about the show Andor is, who asked for this? that's my thoughts going into it as well. It's like Andor is a character from a spinoff prequel leading into a new, that leads into a new hope who he's not the main character, but he's definitely like one of the main protagonists. But I think he's the least interesting character from rogue one too. Yes. He definitely wasn't the most interesting (laughs) and yeah. So he's not like in the, what has it been five years since rogue one something like that something like that uh and when you think about the original trilogy this is kind of like a boba fett 
um, mentality here. Like they're trying to make the next Boba Fett. Boba Fett had a few scenes, almost no dialogue. And he became this crazy badass guy that everybody loved. Right. But going into this show, right yeah, like there's been no there, nobody hyped nobody turned in the five years since row one nobody hyped Andor into this no. crazy uh there's there, there even in the extended canon books and comic books and novels there's not a lot about Andor. like no. why Andor? like if i had if i'd created a a, a whiteboard survey Right, brought a hundred people, a hundred Star Wars fans into the room, and I said, "Put a check mark below the show that you want." And it was things like uh, High Republic, Old Republic, um, uh, I, I don't know, like a live action Clone Wars show, or um, you know, even like a, I don't know, give me like a Darth Plagueis show or something like that. And then also on that board is yeah. Andor. Yeah. Andor's not getting any votes. No, he's he's near the bottom. I would agree. So you got no argu- you got no arguments from me. So going it's not into a show, this, I don't think anybody really wanted. So where is it coming from? Is a yes. really good question. So going into it, I was hyped because it was Star Wars, but ultimately that's where the hype ended. I was like, ah, yeah. okay, but what? Exactly. All right, all right. Let's let's do this. I guess. Um, I want to. So we talked about the the setting of this this show. Um, which is five BBY, five years before the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Did you, and, before we jump in, I, I'm just curious, like for me, for a lot of movies and TV that I'm really interested or that I even remotely interested in seeing, I try to not watch trailers and stuff that'll potentially spoil the show for me. Did you kind of go in clean to this or did you watch a lot of trailers and read articles about it? I saw one trailer that didn't interest me. And so then not only did I decide that I wasn't going to watch any more trailers, but I also decided like, you know, I might be a little late on the Andor train. Like eventually I'll get around to watching it, but like, I'm not going to, it's not, it's not priority one. What changed that? Literally the only reason that I've started watching the show already was our decision to start reviewing these shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I would say I would say I would have watched it regardless right away as something to watch throughout the week. But it, um I wasn't looking forward like it wasn't something that was right near the center of my radar that this is something I want to watch definitely. It's more just kind of like, oh, it's just more content of something I enjoy that I can watch. For sure. Yeah, Rings of Power, I was the the excitement for me with Rings of Power was was palpable and has continued to be week to week. Like mm-hmm. I sent Pete a message yesterday and I was like, It's only Sunday. I need more Rings of Power. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, give, it's been I, good. I've been I need another it. episode. Uh but yeah, going into this, I was like, ah, okay. Like even so much so that like they've been out for the first three episodes have been out for what, like four or five days? Um, I watched them late last night. Like I, it, I here. just I watched them late, 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 late last night because we kind of just finalized me coming on and doing this le- early last week, and yeah, I just didn't have time until Sunday night to watch them. But yeah, I watched watched all three back to back last night. Yeah, so it takes place during BB or five BBY, and yeah. this is 
something that is significant because what we get in this first episode is the first on-screen usage of the first on-screen Star Wars canon acknowledgement that BBY is used as or and ABY is used as like a calendar measurement in Star Wars. Us fans have certainly used it for forever. Mm-hmm. Um but it's never been referenced in a TV show or a movie that that they are using the Battle of Yavin as you know, now obviously they're not at this point because the Battle of the Avon hasn't happened and they don't know that it's going to happen. Um, but it's the first time that Star Wars has looked at us and said, hey, instead of saying this is five years before the events of New Hope, we're just going to flat out tell you this is five BBY. And that's mm-hmm. significant because it's yeah. it sort of, it has canonized the use of that that calendar system. Yeah, it's it's easier to frame put the time frame in your mind based on that as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, as opposed to being like, oh, it's it's 15 years after the fall of the republic and people are sitting there doing the math going, "Okay, wait, so what does that mean?" <laughs> which right. which version of the republic? Or old republic or new republic? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um so in the first episode, we don't get really any glimpse at the Empire. The Empire's referenced, uh, but we don't have any stormtroopers. What we do have is this Preox Morlana uh, secu- private security company. Uh, yeah, security company. I think it's kind of like a, a larger corporation, and then they're just the security arm of it. Yeah, they seem to uh, also they talk sort of about a act mining as- company a bit too in the episode. Uh, that I think that they work for or they're yeah. part of. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And I don't, it seems weird to me. Like why create, why not just give us stormtroopers? Why not give us yeah. Imperial officers? Why create this <clears throat> new group of troops essentially for us to follow and deal with and be afraid of. Yeah. So I, and I, I think I started feeling that way right off the bat. And this was one of my notes is, uh, this, this doesn't feel like a star Wars film. Like the, the whole first episode, the first episode ends and I'm like, this didn't feel like star Wars. Like there's a few moments where there's some aliens and yeah, obviously we the, see a the blaster, blaster and or used looks like Han Solo's. Yeah. And so there's a few moments that are like, Ooh, that's, looks like Star Wars, that prop or that alien. The clothing and the ships are clearly Star Wars-esque. But even but even then, like, if you had never watched Star Wars before, you could, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't blame somebody for watching it and go, oh, this is a cool new sci-fi property. It's not, and, and not associating it with Star Wars if they weren't a big fan of Star Wars or never seen Star Wars. Right. Because it just, it didn't have the vibe yeah it didn't have it, it, yeah no stormtroopers um for me uh, thinking back on it i think the tone and the music even the, i think the music was a big thing that it, it didn't sound like a star wars score well and that's something that i've been butthurt about for a little while now 
I Lord think of the Rings. that it's a huge. Well, no, not just that. Which specifically with Star Wars, I think. Okay. Like I understand the reason that they did it, but I think personally that in terms of Rogue One and Solo, not having an opening crawl with the Star Wars fanfare is a misstep. Hmm. Because okay. it instantly, again, like that happens and it hmm. instantly transports you into the universe you're dealing with. Right. And I like it's something that I was thinking but about last night. And yeah, I don't know ba, ba, if you would ba, do it with a show. Ba, you're looking, you're that specific. Yeah. It's Star uh, Wars. Song. Yeah, yeah. Let me know that it's Star Wars. And then, I mean, and then, you know, Solo can have his own theme that that mm. plays whenever he's on screen and stuff like that but give me the star wars <clears throat> fanfare because right. in i like i don't know if you would do it with the shows or how you like mm. what the approach is i mean even the clone wars so the show did it for the first episode but it got me thinking so far we have only gotten like the only time we really get an opening crawl and the fanfare like D- Disney seems to have and Lucasfilm seems to have sort of stated or, or you know made it clear that those are things that are reserved for the Skywalker saga for the episodic main films yeah but that's what it seems like yeah. are those not presumably done yeah so are will we never like is that what's being said here are we never going to get Right, like there's the rumored rogue. Well, not rumored. It was announced and then kind of postponed, and now sort of maybe shelved, taken off the release schedule. The Rogue Squadron movie. Um, I have to assume that wouldn't have gotten the fanfare. Yeah. So if all of our movies forward are just sort of like fleshing out this larger universe, and it just got me f- thinking and feeling like Star Wars, like much like your thoughts and feelings on the MCU right now, Star Wars is in this like, what is the roadmap? Yeah. Like. They're just kind of, it's, it's kind of like throwing mud, just throwing a whole bunch of dirt on the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And so that like, and that makes me sad. Like I, you know, I understand there's a lot of, there's sort of two minds on Star Wars. People out there who think, you know, that every time like things like bringing Palpatine back and making Ray related to someone and doing all this stuff, that that is just sort of making the universe smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. um, And that they need to just, you know, like blow open the doors of the universe and make it this big, expansive, awesome thing. And then there are people on the opposite side of that where I fall, where I'm like, no, but I just, I love, I love that sort of like connective tissue because Star mm-hmm. Wars at its core was a, a drama about a really messy family. Like it was about yeah. bloodlines and lineage and, and, and just, you know, shitty fathers, <laughs> yeah, right? And everybody and, connected to those and. Yeah. So I, I, and- I, I want more Skywalker saga, even if it's not, you know, like even if we're following Ray now and, and, but just like keep moving forward and give me more. And I want to see the Jedi order and I want to see, because like, even though Palpatine's gone now, presumably gone, uh, the Sith will rise again. Like the, the force is in constant flux, 
yeah. right? That's not the elimination of you, all Sith. You can't just destroy the dark side. <laughs> no. So someone just is going to go, ooh, this power feels good, and, and are going to start practicing and dabbling in things they shouldn't practice yeah. and dabble in. And so show me that. Give me... Give me more. And then use these other films, use the in-between films to, you know, flesh out, like, show me the old Republic, right? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. show me the High Republic and show me all of these different things. Give me a young Qui-Gon Jinn, which is sort of what we're getting with that Star Wars Jedi Tales animated show. Yeah, that right? looks cool. It looks so yeah. good, right? A young, like, uh, the one that, the story there that I'm most interested in in is the Dooku one. Where yeah. you know Dooku's starting his, his, to uh, fall from the yeah he's still Jedi a Jedi order. but he's not acting like a Jedi yeah. you know and so stuff like that that's what excites me mm-hmm. um, so. yeah that's cool so I think I on this kind of vein I think I, I I only agree with half of what you're saying so I'm more interested in the things that you're saying you're interested in but as far as like the fanfare and the, the scroll and stuff like that. I, I don't have a problem with like Rogue One not using it, Han Solo not using it, the TV shows not using it. But I where and like this is back to like mu- the music and the tone that Andor gives or rather doesn't give is and I think it's missing is it doesn't have like all those other shows and like the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, Han Solo, Rogue One they all had these great epic scores, right? Mandalorian, it's got its own fanfare at the beginning. Yeah. That has become synonymous with Mandalorian. So yeah, much Mandalorian's so got a great soundtrack. When, when he shows up in Boba Fett, his theme plays for a second. Yeah. To get you get the goosebumps rolling. And I'm tr- I, I don't get that from Andor. Like, where's that? epic score yeah not yet anyway like certainly not in the first episode yeah it was just disappointing it felt yeah. it felt felt flat for me and it didn't feel like star wars because it didn't have that musical score that felt epic and it didn't have like a tone of star wars and i don't think it necessarily needed stormtroopers and things like that, but it just didn't feel like if there weren't the occasional alien popping up, it, it, I could have easily assumed that that was a firefly episode. Right. <laughs> like, and then even, and then I would like have been disappointed. Spy Western. <laughs> you yeah. Disappointed. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, as, and it's like, I don't have an issue with there not being star Wars because, uh, in those kind of opening texts, they talk about it being a outer rim mid slash kind of mid was it outer rim or mid rim. I can't remember now. I think, I think it it's mid rim. rim mid rim. So like that's an area that outer rim, the empire has no control uh, to very little and yeah. mid rim is very little control at all. So that that's why they're relying on this security force to right. help them out. So that, yeah, that I think the numbers fine. are still not, you know, I don't know. Like the empire is big, but there's only so many dummies willing to enlist and sign up. Yeah. Um, and the empire is massive or the, did, the, the uh, galaxy is huge, right? Huge. They can't do it all themselves. They do need 
to uh, rely on corporate corporations to help them out. Did you think there was a little bit of a double standard when the Primo, when, when Andor kills the two Primo guards that were, you know, sort of giving him the shakedown out in the alley because they're robbing him and they have a gun pressed into his back. And then when Andor accidentally kills one of them, the, the surviving guard at that moment is like, like looks at him, looks at Andor and is like, you killed him. Like, <laughs> how could was, you do this? Was like, yeah, was like, like, what the hell is yeah. wrong with you? You, it, it's like, you just had a gun to his back. Yeah. Which, and all he did was like backwards headbutt him. So yeah. And I mean, maybe I they were never going, they never planned on killing him, but Andor doesn't know that. Like the threat of yeah, they've got murder is there. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that was uh, that was. And then I didn't expect like Andor executes the other one, and I did not expect that. But I guess maybe he saw that there was no like that this was just a, a loose end. That this guy had seen his face and knew that yeah. like he couldn't leave him alive. I think yeah, and I think he didn't buy his story about what he would tell the office about the other guy's death and yeah. yeah yeah that's fair but then like after so we've watched all three and we're just doing one episode at a time here um wow way to let the cat out of the bag well i mean all, all you did say all three were on and you watched all three last night and i watched yeah that's all fair three, so that's yeah okay <laughs> you let the cat out of the bag long before yeah. i did no 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 you're right um but um i after i watched all three and I had that kind of music feeling and stuff like that, uh, that we had talked about. Uh, I, and I thought oh, I want to jump back to rogue one. And I watched like the first 15, 20 minutes of rogue one just to kind of get a sense of who is Andor again. And in, and in, in, in the, the first time we meet Andor, he kills a, fellow rebel in cold blood because he can't climb the wall yeah no so he's yeah he's a, not out of character front line but this early in his character development that he's already kind of that mentality yeah i but i, I mean you know i moving forward maybe that's what makes him so valuable come episode three yeah yeah um this show looks better than any other Star Wars show. And I think it's like, I think we've been ooing and aahing so much over the volume sets, those sort of like 360 degree LED walls that mm. Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian use. Yeah. And it is really cool technology, but Andor uses an actual, like they're shooting, they've like built they the have an town. stage. Yeah. And it just feels less yeah. claustrophobic. There's something claustrophobic feeling about the volume stage stuff. Like it that just doesn't feel one of my pluses. Big. Yeah. The practical effects. Yeah. That, from practical the alien, aliens. Like, um, Mandalorian used practical alien effects in a lot of the aliens too, but you're just kind of getting back to the roots of star Wars, having yeah. practical effects, practical stages. Yeah. That looked, it felt real and lived in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think about the fact this, 
I don't, this is, seems weird to me. And I was like, is something wrong with my Disney plus? There are no subtitles for the Canary stuff. Yeah. For almost all the foreign non-English language. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know what they're saying to an extent. You can kind of infer like based on the context, you can kind of infer what the conversation is that they're having. Um, but there are moments where I can't, there are moments where the dialogue seems to go like it's a two minute dialogue and none of it is something, anything that I can understand. Yeah. And I thought it was cause I had my closed captioning on cause Emily so likes to I. watch all her shows with closed captioning on. So yeah. she doesn't miss any conversation if they're whispering. Uh, but so I turned mine off and like rewatched a couple scenes and it was That's just what I did. Nothing. Yeah. So and yeah, I was like, that's, that's oh, always fr- I always find that frustrating. Yeah. And I, it just, I, I don't get the reasoning for it yeah. here. They did it in uh prey too, the new predator movie. Oh, did for they? A few, uh, not, not completely like the, the native Americans speak a lot of English, mm-hmm. but it's assumed, you know, that the, the show is translating for you. They're actually speaking their language and we're hearing the English, whatever, you know what I mean? Yep. I hope everyone knows what I mean. <laughs> yep. But there are a lot of scenes where they're speaking their la- the, the native language and there's there's no subtitle to tell you what they're saying and you have to infer what they're saying. Mhm. Yeah. Like you were saying. And it's yeah, it's I I find it frustrating. Um I would like to know what are you saying? <laughs> so the chief inspector of Primo wants to just cover cover up the murders um, mm-hmm. because it's messy and it's complicated and there are, you know, too many, it, it's going to shine light on too many illegal and questionable things that are going on. And he's also on his way to a imperial inspection where he kind of has to give a bit of an update on how things are going, talk about crime mm-hmm. rates. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, easier and better for him to sweep things under the rug also he's like he's he's not wrong it wasn't technically just like you know the one guy died in a fight yeah well he he very quickly and easily figured out based on the facts that were given that were available that he deduced exactly what happened yeah they shook this guy down and they they decided to annoy the wrong guy yeah yeah, they, they should. They were doing something they shouldn't, and they paid the price. So, but, so not but our problem. Sweep it his, under the rug. His subordinate, who um, is the guy that sort of reports it to him, right? Was up all night figuring out details and tracking leads and stuff like that. He's not. He's not listening. He's not going to drop this thing and <laughs> let it go. Um, and I am. If there's anything in this show that I'm really excited to see play out, it's when the chief inspector gets back and. Yeah. shit hits the fan because this guy disobeyed a direct order that's a board uh, what I, I don't remember what his name is in the show yeah i don't know but which is too bad <laughs> i should remember it because he's he's actually a pretty interesting character like he's he's custom tailored his uniform to be tighter and more professional looking than the kind of baggy one that everyone else wears and he's like very serious about his job and like this is this is important work we're doing, and we should do it right every time, despite the consequences. And yeah, he's pretty. 
pretty straight and narrow bad guy, which is an interesting um, uh, character trait in for, some ways, for a bad he, guy. In some ways, he reminds me of Hux. Okay. Just this, General like... Hux. Yeah, just this, like... He's... But he's... Because he's, like... He's giving off more confidence than I think he actually has. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's he got the confidence, but he doesn't have the skill set to back it up quite yet. Yeah. Uh, there was only one moment in this episode that made me roll my eyes where I was like, oh, come on. Blue ramen. Did you pick up on this? Like food? Yeah. So there's a moment where there's like a when when this this security guy is like barking orders at the people for like f- getting information and stuff that scene starts with a close up of a guy one of these these security officers and he's holding like a chinese takeout box one of those like square folding noodle boxes um <clears throat> and with chopsticks he's he's clearly just eating ramen noodles out of it but they've dyed them blue <laughs> no, I missed that. And I remember so I vaguely lazy. remember somebody eating something in that scene, but I didn't That's funny. Yeah, they're just blue ramen noodles and I'm like, that's <laughs> I mean, that's funny, but it's also lazy. Like it's a I don't call know. back to blue milk. Sort of, I guess. So what, <laughs> these are bantha noodles? Like Yeah. How's that How's that work? Um hmm. And then as is formulaic for any Star Wars property ever, we need a cute droid companion, apparently. Yeah. What did you think of uh, B2? B2 EMO? Um, B2 I like EMO. His, I really like his stutter. Yeah. I really like his stutter. I yeah, like, I loved the whole, like, the fact that for a droid to lie, it takes extra power like well, it's harder they, for them to lie than to just they, tell the they truth. Have to process it a little bit more. Yeah. 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 So I liked, you know, and I liked I liked he's like can you tell me a lie or or can you can you make a lie and he's like yes, I I have adequate power supply f- f- to make a lie. And he's like don't <laughs> tell anyone you know, don't tell anyone you saw me, don't tell anyone you know where I am. And he's like that's, that's two lies. Two lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are, is it like it's a cool looking droid too. Like oh, the way yeah. you can kind of like um turtle in. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then of course we get the the R2D2 taser come out. Taser when that the droid that that's hog peeing is on him. Taking a whiz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh did you have anything else written down in your notes? Uh for episode one, yeah, just I liked I liked B2. I thought he was a fun droid with a unique personality for a droid um we don't get a lot of droids that that talk um so when we do see them and they have these vastly different personalities it's it's really cool yeah which is interesting like obviously protocol droids talk um and like ig88 and stuff like that talks this is i think this is like the first like short like astro droid-esque yeah droid that the, we've gotten that talks yeah because anything that's not 
humanoid looking usually just makes noises. Yeah. Uh, gonk droids, mouse droids, um, R2 droids. Yeah. Or, uh, astromechs, not R2 droids. R2 is a type of astromech droid. But yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, usually they just make beeps and whizzes and different funny noises. Mm-hmm. So yeah, having a little short droid that uh, talks is pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Unique design, unique personality. I like the practical effects and the stage. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a wish list uh, of people you're hoping to see um, going forward? That's a good question. I think... No, not really. Um, yeah, not really. It'd be nice to see some sort of, like, I don't know. Who could they give us? We could see Ahsoka. My big one would be uh, K2SO. Yeah. Alan Tudix. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, the Empire droid. Which would make sense. It would be cool. It would uh, make sense. Saul Guerrero would be neat. Yeah. I think. Uh, no, Touch uh, that. Just kind of just a few like touchstones into back into uh, into um, Rogue One, just to kind of tie the the Andor TV show into the yeah. larger give a little more connective and the tissue closest there. tie-in is that we tie it into Rogue One. I think so. We could see Bail Organa. That would make sense. Yeah, it would that'd be line cool. up. We could mm-hmm. see. Uh, so by that token, we could see Leia. Uh, potentially. I don't think I'd want to. I think I'd leave it at Bale. Like, Bale's yeah. still alive till the end of A New Hope, or mm-hmm. I guess middle of New Hope. So I'd, I'd rather see him over Leia. He'd be a more prominent figure in the Rebellion. As far as the Rebellion goes, for sure. For yeah. sure. But yeah, Leia's not out of the question. Yeah. Um. I don't want to see Tatooine. No, and I don't think we will. They've got, there's, there's no reason for us to go to go there. Well, there's been lots of times where there's been no reason for us to go there and we seem to end up there anyways. Yeah. I think it would be more interesting for Andor to end up somewhere like the, um, the galactic center of the empire on Coruscant. I I would love to see Coruscant. I would love to see Coruscant. Because, because this is, this has got all the hallmarks and vibes of becoming a like a spy um, thriller kind of show, right? Yeah. Because that's who Cassian is. I mean, realistically, so. and I don't think we will by any stretch of the imagination, but there's no reason we couldn't see Vader. Uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. That's true. Right? Like uh, just on Mustafar? Yeah. I can't... Yeah, again, I can't imagine... There's no it. reason to. Yeah, there's no... Uh, the the way, yeah, I don't see any but any main characters other than someone like like Bale's even not a main character. Any main characters from the original trilogy, I don't think any of them are going to show up. Mon Mothma, I'm sure we'll see. Oh yeah, I suppose that's yep, that's potential. She was and she was in Rogue One. So. Yeah, uh, she's in a deleted yeah. scene of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. So she's definitely yeah, around cool. and has been around for a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. So, and Jar Jar. Hopefully we see Jar Jar. 
you know i've always wondered what happened to jar jar yeah so maybe I honestly i wouldn't our... mind finding out i wouldn't <laughs> mind us touching base yeah yeah uh was this episode a win or a fail for you sir uh i think overall this one failed I feel like maybe they knew it was going to fail and that's why they released three episodes back to back. (laughs) Dropped them all at once. Here you go. Here you go. This one, the first, it's going to take three to get into it. So (laughs) watch all three at once. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Uh, Yeah, I would, I would mostly agree. I think um, I didn't dislike this episode, um, but I don't Mm. know, like had it come out and there had not been two more to follow it up with right away. Uh, I wouldn't have been very excited. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have spent the week longing yeah, the for The fact it. that they're only 30 minutes long is definitely a win, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that I think so. It makes them um, much much more palpable to sit yeah. down and more consumable. And yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this is the first episode in a long journey not only with Andor but with with Carl and uh, and television. Yeah. Ah, our Welcome roots. to the Movie Man B team. The Movie Man B team, yes, exactly. Which somehow <laughs> I am also on. I, God, there's just no, there's no escape for me. Yeah, you, you get to play both teams. I do. You're, uh, you're, you're the ringer for the B team. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I Pete usually does this. Check out the the uh, somewhere somewhere there's like links to things you can buy our merch you can support us on patreon which is um is definitely something you want to do because there's some wicked awesome stuff on there Mm. sometimes we record videos of the episodes we record um and so we post them there there's all sorts of like exclusive stuff yeah um voting power yeah yeah see there you go there you go carl's got this yeah yeah so make sure you check out all those links and uh, wherever you see this episode um, or ideally on our Facebook, let us know what you think of the first episode of Andor. Uh, was it a miss for you? Was it a win? Was this a show that you wanted or were you kind of, are you also like us going, who, whose idea was this? Because, <laughs> you know, maybe it'll be great, but on maybe paper, it'll work out in the end. on paper, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not right away, anyway. It just doesn't. Yeah. And until next time. Uh, I'm Carl. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes, Brady. he is. Yes, and he is. We're out of here. <laughs> that works. Yeah. <laughs>